Good morning to you. Welcome to Walk with Wade. Today is a special podcast. I'm 36 today. Today's my birthday. Woohoo! And today I'm going to talk about what did I learn at the age of 35. This is going to be an interesting episode. I'm going to read from a book I'm reading and we are going to reflect a little bit. I hope that you enjoy this one. Oh man, let's just get right into it. No coffee sponsor today. We'll talk about that stuff afterwards, but I just want to dig in here. Okay, what have I learned at the age of 35? Here's what I have learned. I've written down a bunch of stuff for this episode. I have learned that I'm lost, and I have been getting more and more lost for over two decades, and the thing that I have to find that I actually have been searching for this whole time is myself. (laughs) So this year and a little bit of last year, I was uh, in the deepest relationship I've ever been in, And then this year, there was a breakup, and that breakup made me acknowledge that I'm the one with a big problem, and I'm going to have to learn who I am really in order to truly be happy. So when the breakup happened, I started to go into a path of, okay, Wade, I think you're probably messed up, and you need to figure your stuff out before you can even think about going into a relationship and getting together with somebody else and building a life with someone else. So I started to Google for a book that I hoped would help me uncover some truths and maybe help me set up a path and a, you know, a process. And I was Googling and Googling and I came across this book. It's called Single on Purpose. It's by the author named John Kim. And it is an amazing book. The link is in the description. If, if this resonates with you with what I read, I'll tell you what, this book might help you out as much as I believe it's helping me out. Um, This is a book that I actually picked up and I read about halfway through and then I put it down and I kind of realized that I did not really take it in. I just know that what's in this book is important for my happiness and wellness. So this weekend on Labor Day, I went to the park, I took the book with me and I did not start from where I stopped. I just started over on page one and I just started to slowly read it and I would stop and I would take notes and I would reflect and I would try to answer some of the questions that, they, that the author was asking. And I was finding difficulty answering those questions and I thought, this is a good thing. It's okay that I don't know the answer yet, but now I know the questions to ask myself and to continue to ask myself as I uncover answers. Um, so I started reading it more and I was at the park and I was doing it and I got to this one chapter that oh my gosh, it speaks so deeply to my past. It is almost as if he like quickly read and watched the cliff notes of my life and then documented it into a book. And I just want to read it to you. So it's, it's pages 23 through 27 of this book. Um, I hope that I'm okay to do this. I reached out to him on Instagram and said hello and thank you, and I let him know that I'm going to do this. I hope this is really okay. If not, I'll take the podcast down, but I think that we all need to, or I at least need to read this out loud, and it might resonate with you. Hearing John's words as I read them at the park, literally, I'm not kidding, brought me to tears a few times. Um, we're going to talk about that afterwards, after I read this, so... I want to read this. The chapter is called, I found myself through donuts, barbells, and a motorcycle, which really does not speak on the words that are in these four pages here, but it does speak on other parts of the book. So I'm going to read this to you. It's probably going to take 
maybe eight minutes or so. I hope that you enjoy this. And then on the other side of it, we're going to, we're going to talk about it and talk about how it relates to me and what I'm going through. So here we go. Whew. I'm nervous. This was a, I've read this a few times now. All right, here we go. Here's what happens. As kids, we weren't just curious and fearless, climbing trees barefoot and seeking adventure. Most of us went through a shitstorm. We got bullied and make, made fun of for wearing the same shirt or for not having a tradable lunch. We saw our parents throw chairs, get divorced, or drink too much. Money was a thing there was never enough of. So we had to grow up fast, get jobs, take care of siblings. If you're a woman, you were taught to be nice, helpful, and quiet. Your boundaries were crossed. Something was taken from you, if not your virginity, your voice. Three out of the five women I helped experience, I help experience some kind of sexual abuse or assault while growing up. That's the truth. And if you don't start with truth, you're really not starting. If you're a man, you were taught, if not by your dad, then by locker rooms and society, to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, suppress your feelings, and man up. All of this wires us a certain way. We become afraid emotionally, stunted, and vulnerable. We attach ourselves to others and to their opinions of us because we don't have a strong sense of self. But our souls haven't been crushed by shitty jobs and lopsided relationships yet. We don't know anything about credit card debt or taxes or rejection. We haven't been cheated on, lied to, or ghosted. Fear and false beliefs have not hijacked us yet. Our mental dial is locked on explore. We want to jump off things to learn what ants taste like. There's so much to do. Every day is an adventure. The world is big. And in that world, we are curious and fearless. As we moved into adulthood, <clears throat> excuse me. As we moved into adulthood, we discover we are different. We are not as pretty, tall, athletic, or smart as others. So we do everything we can to fit in. Some of us make it into the circle, some of us don't. The ones who don't become outcasts. We start to believe we are less than, so we can try so we we start to believe we are less than, so we try to make up for it in other ways. This starts the disconnect with ourselves, and I can really empathize with that. Our search for what we're lacking sets off the toxic pattern of living from the outside in instead of from the inside out. We lock away parts of ourselves that we once liked in a hope chest. We become lesser versions of ourselves so others will like us, or we posture. Either way, we hide now and learn to chase approval and validation, a quest we will stay on for many years to come. Soon, it turns us invisible. Then we get into relationships. We feel a sense of worth and importance. We feel desirable. And because we finally feel seen, we believe we have found ourselves. But what actually has happened is that we have begun losing ourselves in someone else. We discover codependency, unhealthy love and heartbreak over and over. Eventually, we believe we are not only defective, but unlovable. We develop poor, we develop poor coping strategies that create a pattern of self-destruction. This creates more disconnection as we lose trust in others, but more importantly, in ourselves. We become putty, moldable by others. We do anything we can to prove we actually matter, have value, and are lovable. We buy things to fill a void and lock our dial on achieve. Life continues to chip away at us as we search for purpose and meaning but come up short. The frustration strips us of our curiosity. All we seem to have found is judgment and the magic of the world f fades. We have seen how movies, we have seen how the movies, I'm sorry, we have seen how the movie is made. 
We punch clocks instead of the sky and chase blueprints that don't even belong to us, usually those of our parents and society. We make sacrifices because we believe what's being an adult lo- I'm sorry. We make sacrifices because we believe that what's that what being an adult looks like. We put our own needs and wants aside f- for others. We continue to lose ourselves in relationships, disconnect, instead of building a healthy relationship with ourselves, connect, and remain completely unaware of what a healthy relationship even looks like. After all, we never experienced one. So we get talk we get into toxic, abusive, and lopsided relationships because they feel familiar, though they bring us the kind of pain that makes us question life. We keep that buried deep inside and pretend it's all good. We continue to push through to chase things that are not honest to us, falling into the same patterns that create the same experiences and cement the same beliefs. Life becomes a giant crowbar that pries us apart, splitting us in half. I know, a bit dramatic, but we are not aware that this is happening because it's happening on the inside. On, on the outside, life is life and we have accepted it. What exactly is happy anyway? Come on, is anyone really happy? So we keep going, putting in long hours, compromising, taking care of others, swiping, negotiating in relationships, not telling people what we really think. We move forward instead of inward and start fading like Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future when he couldn't get his parents back together. Our internal scales go out of balance and the world begins to shrink. What was once an ocean is now a plastic swimming pool with cracks in it. We have created our own prison. Same shit, different day. Years blur into a decade and we drift so far we have no idea what we are or we have no idea who we are or what we want anymore. Happiness is disappearing in the rear view as we watch the road ahead with aging eyes and fast food wrappers on our laps. We have accepted our circumstances. This is as good as get it's going to get. So we numb with food, drugs, meaningless sex. We continue to drift further for, from ourselves, and the more we disconnect from ourselves, the more we crave connecting with someone else. Read that sentence again. We continue to drift further from ourselves, and the more we disconnect from others, the more we crave connecting with someone else. This is why so many of us fall into lukewarm relationships that lead to years of misery and heartbreak. Relationships we know aren't right, but we don't want to be alone, or we think we can fix because fixing things is how we find value in ourselves. But we can't fix other people. And we'll always only be 50% of any relationship. So even if we could be perfect, that would only, that would only, be, that would be only half, and half is not enough. It's easier to get into a relationship to fix a feeling of hopelessness or boredom. But the call is coming from inside the house until we resolve it. The disconnect with who you really are is going to haunt you. No perfect partner can replace that. You have to deal with it at some point. And that is pages 23 through 27 of John Kim's Single on Purpose. Friends, when I read that, it it just hits home so hard. There's so many truths to that. Such a spiral. So many events back to back to back, excuse me, I'm a little emotional with this, back to back to back that he hits on that it just speaks directly to what's happened the last 20 years, 20 plus years of my life. And uh, I broke into tears a few times while while I read it there in the park and, you know, I'm feeling emotional now. And it's not, and, and these tears come from two things, really. Uh, one is sadness. Sadness because 
I just heard a decades-long tale of, negative, of a negative-sounding narrative that closely recants my life from childhood to now. It also brought tears of relief, and the tears of relief were that I'm not special like in this, um, that others go through a version of this as well. If, he, if he's writing it, it's not just for me. The, the, I, he's writing this based off experience and what he's learned maybe through his work. And it feels so good to not be alone with this frustration because I have felt alone and frustrated many, many times and that I thought that I was unique and broken. Then yeah, I would say I am broken, but I'm not unique in that. There's a lot of people broken. And it's just so uh, consoling to hear those words in a book, right? I'm very, very relieved and happy to have discovered this book. I, I, I'm still not through it. I'm going through it slowly, I'm stopping and rereading. I'm writing things down. I'm pondering the questions and the thoughts that are coming up from the book. And my, my, my 36th year here, my birthday's today, and this is going into another year, 36 years on this planet. And I'm in a constant pursuit now of continuing this journey of finding myself and loving myself for honestly I believe it's the key to true happiness for the next 35 36 years of my life um and further and I'm I'm just so thankful I know that this sounds sad and depressing but you know what it actually is is this light I feel like I've I've come through on the other side it's it's no longer a feeling of being lost anymore. It's actually a feeling that I've found the beginnings of a path of the rest of my life. And there was this really neat thing that I heard on a podcast. I think it's by Tom Bilio or, or somebody else. And they said, the realization is that we have two lives, but you only go into your second life when you realize that that's actually untrue. You only have one life to live or something like that. I, I can't remember it, but this is where I'm at. I'm 36 and I'm so thankful to be 36 and stepping into this other chapter of my life. You've heard it on many episodes on this podcast so far that since this breakup, I have been focusing in on myself and really trying to answer some questions. I, you know what? I've actually been trying to figure out what questions to ask. And I think I've asked some good questions and that has led me to Googling to find answers or a path or a start of a path. And I came across this book by John Kim. And I believe that this is the start of this quest. And I'm so thankful to be on my birthday when it happens. I'm so thankful to all of you to listen. I'm so thankful to this podcast. This really is a daily expression of my feelings and my desires and my curiosities and just putting my truth out there so that I can re-listen to it. And it really, really helps to re-listen to my thoughts out loud as I put them out. Very, you know, unpolished and raw because it's helping me think about things that I am thinking about even further. And I really, really look forward to this next year of my life. This is not stopping. This is only just beginning. And I don't believe that the answer lies within this 36th year of being on this planet, but this is where it starts. And it's starting with some really, really good questions. 
and to give myself time to truly explore these questions, seek answers, and continue to build and find happiness in my life. There's another part of his book, and I'm not going to bring too much more into this book because I really, really don't want to give too much away. If you're curious about this book, I really strongly suggest that you pick it up either in any form that you can and maybe dig into it. Maybe this speaks to you as well. Um, if not, I think it's just a wonderful book of, of revelation of, of where people are. Many people are in their lives in different ways. But he talks about another thing where he says, he says somewhere in the book, he says, don't worry about loving yourself yet. Do you even like yourself? And then he starts to talk about what it means to like yourself. And he asked some really good questions in there that I didn't have answers to yet. And, you know, this might sound like I'm depressed or something, but truly, I'm not. I'm, I think I'm beyond depressed. I think I hit the wall that was basically enough. Enough is enough. Enough being depressed. And yes, I still get sad and lonely and I'll isolate myself. You know, I'm not perfect. This isn't like I found myself and I have all the answers yet. But I am attacking this in a proactive way now. And it means that I feel like I'm actually beyond the depths of the depression. And I am truly finding myself. And I'm so happy to be at this stage. This, I don't know if it's a healing stage or just another self-discovery stage or what it is. And it really doesn't have to deal with the breakup or the relationship. But that was a moment where I finally stopped and I stopped looking for yet another Band-Aid, another thing to get lost into, to put another smoke screen over the big problem, the big problem that I don't know who I am and that before I can move forward, I need to figure that part out. And so we're still moving forward, but we're moving forward with this as the primary goal. And I'm very much looking forward to this year. I hope that you're looking forward to many years to come and to finding yourself as well. And I hope that this podcast hopefully sheds a light on maybe some of you that are in a moment like this that you can empathize with and look inward in. And perhaps you're already on your journey or have been through your journey similar to this or Maybe this helps you actualize that this is a journey that maybe you're ready to begin or feel like you need to begin. Maybe you're up against the wall like I feel like I was when I was 35 here. And man, that's really it. That's really what I wanted to say. I'm so thankful for my birthday. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, we're looking for coffee sponsors. We're, um, if you'd like to leave a tip in the tip jar with this episode, if you want to speak to this at all, um, please email me, wait at Wade Sellers. If you'd like to leave a tip in the tip jar, you know we do it with coffee and juice and whatnot here. Feel free to leave a birthday message if you like to. And uh, feel free to ask a question. Feel free to say, can you speak on this topic? Feel free to share something that's going on with your life and maybe I can empathize and speak on my point of it. I don't think I'm here to fix you, but I think I'm here to talk about my story in hopes sometimes that it hits something with your own story that you can resonate and empathize with as well. Uh, you do all that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash Sellers, and you can leave a coffee there and you can write a note if you like to. And um, I'd love to shout you out in a future podcast and celebrate our friendship and talk about what you'd like to talk about, especially if it relates to self-discovery and help. This podcast certainly isn't that. I don't know what this podcast is beyond a daily podcast journal, but it is clearly um, a big part of my life right now to talk about discovering yourself and really 
asking yourself some hard questions and then giving yourself the time to find some answers. And that's where we're at. On a happier note, it's my birthday and today is the US Open and I'm trussing off a bucket list item today. I'm going to the US Open. I decided to not take the mysterious librarian. I'm taking a friend who is very near and dear to my heart. He's a, he's a friend I've made, my buddy Matthew, on this, uh, on this digital nomad journey. And I think he's in some unique spots and um, I, I think we both value uh, and help each other with building a closer relationship and friendship. And so I wanted to take him to tennis. So we're gonna go to tennis today and have just a badass day. And also my close friend that I absolutely love, her name's Sarah, you've heard her before. We're gonna go to lunch today and uh, have a nice little birthday lunch. And I have the day off and um, this is just really warming up to be a wonderful day. I also am shooting a podcast in a little bit here with um, with my friend Marissa talking about our digital nomad story and going from nomad from non-nomad to nomad and then sort of from non-nomad again. And now I also feel going into this new year that some of that nomad stuff is going to come back with some trips I have in mind and the way I want to set my life up here so that I'm able to go and travel and also come back to a door that I own or rent. And that last bit came from a video that I recently watched by Sorel Amore um, on her personal finance channel, but she talked about when you're becoming a digital nomad. And one of the most important things that she's learned is to have a door that you own that you can come back to, to have a place that you can call home so that it's not just Airbnbs and you have a place to feel safe. And I know I'm going on a tangent now, but I've learned a lot these past weeks and these past months. And I'm just looking forward to learning more and more and discovering more and learning from others more. And I've just never been looking so deeply inward in myself ever in my life. And I'm just so thankful to be here and to have friends and family that understand and love me and support me and are just here with me. I, I love you all so much. So we're going to go have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to this. I know this was a longer one. I hope that you got something from it. Um, I'm about to go have the best birthday of my life. I love you all. I will see you tomorrow to talk about how wonderful today was. Thank you for listening. I love you. I will see you tomorrow. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthdays to you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.